yeah, thank you for joining me today. And today I am going to share with you like three news. Okay, so let's take a look. The first one, uh, the first one is called uh, it's on AR Post, arpost.co, and the title is How AR and AI Will Transfer uh, Transform Customer Service Using the Power of Vision. So yeah, so uh, yesterday uh, I think Alan mentioned about uh, Team Viewer, right? Team Viewer uh, is using uh, a uh, AR to you know to do the customer service or IT uh, for people to you know communicate through AR right and now uh, there's a, um, a news or an article on AR post um, um, this article yeah this article is written by Amir Yolfe yeah so uh, what he, he talks about uh, in this article is that in the future, because before we all know that customer service was mainly uh, driven by voice, right? When we have, when we want some customer service, we usually call. There's a number we usually call. So, uh, as for the call center ser uh, service, uh, or like people work for uh, call centers, they have to explain, and usually, you know, without visual, they have to explain verbally. And uh, I had an experience about, you know, um, one day my Wi-Fi was down. I have to call to, you know, um, Spectrum and fix my Wi-Fi, the router. And they want me to read the, the model number. And the model number is like, you know, numbers, alphabet with uh, normal numbers. So I have to say A as an apple, zero, one, E, e as an elephant. So, you know, and it was like a totally a mess. And I think I read, it, it, it was probably around 20 numbers or 20 characters. And I had to, you know, repeat all those uh, words and the call center lady couldn't understand what I was talking about. And at the end, it was just a mess. It was really annoying experience. And with this um, AR and AI, transformation for um, customer service, it will definitely help uh, customers, for example, like, oh, you know, your router, something wrong with your Wi-Fi router, and you need to, you know, um, you know, ask for activation for your routers, right, for some something. And then in this article, it talks about three stages for the transformation. Uh, the first one is live visual assistance. Uh, in the future, uh, for example, like um, if that is the case, all I need to do is to, you know, I have a, I have a video call with the uh, call center lady and I will aim my phone to the router number and maybe take a photo or, you know, take a video, right? And then this is called uh, visual assistance, right? So at least um, I can find the product. And the second is visual automation. Visual automation is that, for example, if I take a photo, an AI will automatically read uh, the router number, right? Without me trying to say something, right? And then, yeah, so it's very convenient. Uh, visual automation reduces employee efforts, drives faster resolution, enhances customer service. So pretty much, for example, a customer who calls a troubleshoot 
uh, a non-working coffee machine can be instructed to uh, capture images or video of the product. So the system automatically recognizes the model, detects the error, and support uh, supplies uh, the agents with the next step to fix it. So it's kind of like uh, uh, like the automation for the AI part. Another one is visual guidance. Yeah. So for example, like before, I couldn't find where's the button to you know to reset. Um, my router or something, and then they have to, um, um, you know, the call center lady has to explain where it is. But right now, you know, uh, if I just end my router and, uh, you know, I can see the feedback from my video calls, uh, they can pretty much circle it. So there are three steps according to the article. Stage one is uh, live visual assistance. Second one is visual automation, which means that if I scan the model and then uh, AI on the other hand, uh, other side, uh, the AI will recognize the model and the routing number or some, some, something, I don't know, like the model, the machine model, something. Yeah, so it will kind of like helping to recognize what, um, what the machine uh, model number is and the visual guidance, which is also you see like uh, from the team viewer, um, people can or call center people work for call center or customer service. They can pretty much circle or telling you how to fix it uh, through, for example, like a pen or you know some uh, labels, some text, um, the videos. So this will be really really good. So pretty much. AR and AI will transfer customer service using the power of vision. So before it will be audio, right? Uh, pretty much we talk, uh, use phone call, but in the future it will be video based and uh, with vision. So what do you think um, about the news? Any feedback, Ellen? Yeah, um, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually agree with what this concept because uh, I've, I've actually worked in uh, support tech support in the past where uh, I was at a help desk and I was trying to help people with uh, you know certain computer network issues and uh, and a lot of a lot of times like it, it's just no matter how technical both sides are you're trying to explain what it is you're looking at dealing with on, on either side uh, so the less confusion that you can have there the, the better the experience is and, and obviously being able to hold your phone up to the actual object and being able to interact with it kind of, you know, virtually through that uh, video uh, experience uh, makes it a lot easier to understand when I can point stuff out or circle something. Uh, it's just, I think it's just a much better experience. And then when you when you take the AI side of things, um, so some of the work I'm doing currently with, with AR and AI is uh, you know, computer vision. So the ability to have the, the video then interpret what it sees and help you make decisions you know, on what the process is. Uh, it's just pretty amazing. There, there's some pretty useful stuff out there. Uh, but but I take this a little bit further. I'd say even you know, beyond support and kind of helping people do things you know, support-wise, I'd, uh, I'd look at it in um, like the retail environment. So for example, if I walked into a retail store, and there was a product that I needed to know more information about, I, I'm kind of relying on the salesperson to explain things to me. But if there's no salesperson there, it would be great to be able to connect directly with the, the 
the company through a video interface where I could then ask them more questions about the product or get more information about it through AR as well. So um, I, I do see the future. This will be very common in the future, especially when we're maybe wearing glasses and it's easier to kind of interact with stuff just through a, you know, a display, a heads up display. Uh, but yeah, anything that makes the experience easier, uh, more comfortable, uh, will, will help people feel better about buying products or interacting with products. So it, it's great stuff. Cool. Thank you, Alan. And uh, yeah, for sure. And I think this will really help be really helpful for, you know, when you need to explain the model number, right? Or your phone number or, you know, a lot of you know, some security stuff or, you know, or yeah. So just by scanning the model or, you know, just by taking uh, a photo of a, a current model and you can, you know, um, scan all the annoying, you know, like the, the model number or all the stuff through uh, the calling through the phone. I think this will definitely helps us to, you know, um, upgrade our customer service or even you know just like ellen said retail right so yeah so sometimes when we yeah want to buy something and uh, for me i usually if i really want to buy something and something is really exp expensive i usually google it right in front of, <laughs> in, in the store and see uh what um you know what's the facts because I mean, sometimes we feel like um, it's a little uncomfortable to have a salesperson kind of trying to sell to you. So I usually just uh, standing uh, stand in front of the, the product and do my research and trying to figure out which one I like. So yeah, so yeah, but uh, in the future, I think this will definitely um, um, help us to you know learn a lot about uh, the product or do a lot of stuff and get a better uh, experience through all the uh, supports from um, AR and AI. Okay, so next news is uh, TheVerge.com, from TheVerge.com. The title is Upgrades to the U.S. Army's Night Vision Technology Make Darkness into a Video Game. So this article uh, was written by Nicole uh, Nicole uh, Westman. So yeah, so if you are interested, you can take a look up with this, this news. And uh, yeah, so pretty much if you can see the screen, um, um, US Army just having a types of, of, of AR glass that can turn, you know, uh, uh, during the night, it will turn all the soldier into outline, right? It's it's very interesting. And when you see the photo, it's very artsy, right? It's like people have a, a glow, a glory light surrounding around them. So it will turn everyone into a, a piece of art. Like the, the whole scenery looks like a piece of art. But if you take out the glass, it will be totally dark, right? But when you wear a glass, you can see humans outline. And, uh, whatever gestures or uh, behaviors you can see clearly through that AR glass. And that AR glass is called night vision. Yeah, so pretty much this night vision um, technology will help uh, US Army or soldiers to uh, see uh, clearly uh, during the night or, you know, uh, 
even though there is no light out there, it will look like uh, um, like um, like fluorescent, right? Like substance. Uh, it, it it looks really really neon like, and uh, it will really help um, the vision um, uh, the soldier looking during the night. Okay, so any thoughts on this technology, Ellen? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it kind of uh, goes back to the previous conversation with, uh, with just being able to make um, the real world scenario a little bit easier to understand. So that that's sometimes, especially in military environments, um, we, we do a lot of military work with the Navy Air Force. And some of the biggest problems, whether you're in the battlefield as a soldier or a maintenance worker, uh, some of the biggest problems is just understanding you know, your, your environment and in kind of a stressful situation, of course, if you're at war. Uh, or, or you know, whatever they're, they're doing. So, yeah, so being able to have an understanding of the environment uh, quicker, faster, easier um, is, is super important. So, you know, obviously using night vision uh, technology, uh, I'm you're using AI as well, potentially here, um, and AR, but it just gives you uh, quicker information, uh, the ability to make decisions better, uh, faster, obviously. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of this technology is starting to be Merge uh, to offer these types of things. So one of the projects we're working on currently is for maintenance workers to uh, to be able to detect um, uh, like rust or different types of corrosion on vehicles and in aircraft and whatnot uh, through the use of AR glasses. And and again, it's, it's something they they could do normally, but this helps them kind of identify places where these types of things pop up more often. And, uh, and just making the jobs faster and more efficient uh, using you know, the, uh, the newer technology. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Alan, for, yeah, for your feedback. And uh, yeah, I think this will be really, really helpful for uh, military to learn more about the environment and also understanding, um, you know, the environment so they can make a better decisions. Okay, the third one, uh, the third news is from Yahoo Finance. Yeah, uh, if you go to finance.yahoo.com, uh, you can see the news and the title is called Create Virtual Reality Eye Tracking Experiments with Sight Lab VR Software. So yeah, so um, this is a very interesting um, kind of like a, a little short article about Site Lab VR software. And pretty much um, Site uh, Lab VR software allows you to build a VR scene using your own 3D models or 360 videos, run your experiment and review eye tracking data in minutes with a simple to use uh, interface. Okay, so pretty much this, um, software or side lab VR is a little bit similar to um, before I used um, kind of like a, a software for user testing event in for, for a website. Uh, yeah, so pretty much uh, in this uh, for for um, uh, let's see for 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 side lab, what they are doing is that if you go to their website, it's called World V's worldvs.com if you go to their official website you can see like pretty much uh you can build a scene right 
and then you let users to kind of browsing around and later on you will because they have a really good eye tracking track like according to an article it seems like they track the uh, pupil right the the distance of the pupil and the locations and the time so it can accurately see like uh, where uh, does the uh, user look at how long does that 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 look right so before when we do user testing on the um, on website uh, pretty much you can uh, you know um, kind of there there's a software I forgot the name but uh, the software can track the user's mouse right because sometimes where your mouse go is usually where your eye go, right? So yeah, it tracks the mouse. And so for example, people uh, usually look at where, and then this data can really help uh, the marketer or the business to improve the, their design and increase their sales. Right now, instead of 2D or website, it turns into a 3D place. So pretty much it can detect where the the user looks so you know like you can see a heat map right but it's more like eye tracking so for example if the the user stare at the um at some places in the gallery and you can see which paintings that the the users first see or second see right so those data will be tracked by the eyes instead of the mouse on the website. So I think this is a very interesting uh, software that can really help uh, the, the brand or the software, uh, or, you know, uh, the, the brand soft uh, branding or marketing uh, to help the business to, I would say, to improve their user experience and uh, increase their sales. So yeah, so and they even do a multi user um, you know, uh, the, the scene. So they, inter it, they, it seems like they integrate a lot of, um, uh, you know, data and uh, analytics through the eye tracking. So it can really improve the user experience in virtual reality. So any thoughts for this or feedback, Ellen? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely for a marketing application, uh, it's always great to know how people are interacting with your website. So yeah, of course you can you can track clicks, you know, within a website or an interface, but you know, typically you don't always know where people are looking. So with, with heat maps and that technology, you know, it's great to kind of know where people are typically gaze, uh, are gazing. Um, and in addition to that, um, the HoloLens has um, a toolkit called Mixed Reality Toolkit. Um, and within that, uh, there's actually a gaze detection uh, module. So it allows you to actually use your the pupil. So wherever you're looking within your environment, uh, that's kind of where the cursor could be or where you can interact with something. Um, so with that, they give you the ability to actually put in uh, some mesh interfaces that you can draw on with that. Uh, so basically what it does is it creates a heat map of, uh, of your environment. So wherever you're looking within the HoloLens, you can create a heat map and keep track of, of the common areas that people are looking at. Um, so so that's, uh, that's actually built into the HoloLens Mixed Reality Toolkit um, as a feature as well. 
Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely great to know. Um, we're going to be utilizing that on some projects where we're testing uh, the maintenance workers on you know where they're supposed to be looking and uh, you know, how long they're in certain areas of the project. So yeah, great stuff. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, do you use Unity or Unreal? Unity. Yeah, we typically use uh, Unity for just about everything that we we build with. And mm -hmm. uh, right now, about ninety percent of our projects are Hololens based, and mm -hmm. uh, going to be doing some some more VR stuff with the Quest in the, the near future here. But uh, but yeah, Unity is typically the the, the based. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if Unity is doing the heat map uh, with the eye tracking. Then, yeah, because this company is focusing on virtual reality. That I I don't know. Is is if that is part of the plugin? Then and Unity is yeah. kind of like the majority people use Unity. So uh, I don't know. They probably need I to. I think it's a mixed reality toolkit. What we're using, it's it's kind of we're using a combination of the gaze detection and mm. just being able to draw on a, uh, a mesh to be able to just identify those areas. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe you can do that in VR as well with the, the mixed reality toolkits. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's very so, so mixed reality toolkit, because right now I'm using XR toolkit. So it's another toolkit. It's not part of XR toolkit. Yeah, it's uh, Microsoft's um, kit that allows you uh, you know, interaction with the HoloLens, but you can oh. use it in, in other areas as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, I, I find out that, you know, uh, I remember I, I, I started learning VR, I think, start last year, and I set up everything on my Unity because I need to go back to learn coding, right? So I set up uh, this January, and I thought, yeah, everything is wonderful. And after, I think... Um, this week, I start to, you know, want to use my setup because I've been learning a lot of coding and I am ready to code some some VR stuff. And I have to relearn everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's plenty, there's plenty out there to learn for sure. Um, yeah, it, it's tough because even when you're in the, the coding world and, you know, keeping up to date on everything, things change. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all these different areas to get into. So. It, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with it sometimes. I mean, Unity is always upgrading what they do. The plugins are always updating the other technologies. Yeah. And, you know, just, just trying to keep track of everything is tough sometimes. And I recently started getting back into uh, WebXR. Oh, airframe? Um, yeah, yeah, because, um, yeah, we want to kind of just see where the world is uh, or how valid that is to, to use across the web browsers mm. um, so I, I know i just i just saw recently a sample of um, i believe they're using uh, firefox um, oh. reality browser mozilla hololens to run that application directly through the browser mm. um, so I, I just try to see how robust that is and where it makes sense to utilize within a project but mm. um, but yeah that's a, that's interesting work as well yeah yeah i think Eventually, I don't know, like right now I, I'm learning VR stuff and I find out that, yeah, I have to learn a lot of stuff. And recently I started reading about computer human interaction. Yeah, I because I, my background is UX UI. So I want to learn the next step of UX UI, which is CHI or something, right? So, yeah, and I find out that it's interesting that uh, before our thoughts about a talent is T-pose, right? Uh, it's like 
someone who is really good in one area, and then on top is like you know more um, variety on the top. But uh, the person has one strength, and in the future it will be become from T T talent to Pi talent. Pi has two you know legs, right? So it means like two strength, and then on top, right? It's the you know the different fields, but、uh, that person needs to have two experts. So, what do you think of this types of like future trend that maybe we need to learn design and development at the same time? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because when I go way back in my career as a graphic designer, <laughs> you are a graphic designer. I thought you are a developer. <laughs> but、uh, but it's funny because back then、uh, you only had to know like three applications: Photoshop, maybe Cork or、uh, InDesign,、yes. and Illustrator possibly. Yeah.、Uh, to do just about everything you needed to do, you you were fine with those three applications. But today, you know,、yeah. becoming a software developer, you know, you you kind of feel like you could specialize in certain areas. But I still feel like you you have to really kind of understand and be fairly good at a lot of different you know. Mm-hmm. Applications. I mean, software standards. Like, there's just a, a bunch of things we keep track of. So, you know, so yeah, it's tougher these days. Even if you got into 3D,、mm-hmm. um, it's tough because even in 3D, there's whole you know different areas of 3D. There's、mm-hmm. the modeling, you know, animation, texturing, you know, creating the environments and whatnot. So there's there's all these different areas that you could specialize in. But you know, it's, it's you still have to kind of know,、uh, you know, a lot of it. As well, so I, I feel like yeah, it's、um, when we when we come across like new hires,、mm-hmm. you know, it, it's less likely you're gonna come across somebody who just really good at one thing,、mm-hmm. more likely that they know a bunch of、uh, you know, different topics as well. So,、uh, so I don't know. I I, I think it'll. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I I really think it's very interesting to see. Like I remember, yeah, I remember when I read or watched some Netflix shows, and then it seems like back in war time, like Second War or the First War, I forgot. But it seems like if a girl knows how to type, you know, like do the type,、uh, typewriters, right, and she can get a job. And raise the whole family, but look at right now. You see, like、uh, when a graphic designer, you know, you like typing is kind of everyone knows it, right? And then before for graphic designer, you only need to know、uh, Photoshop,、uh, Illustrator, and maybe InDesign, right? But graphic designer right now is kind of like a little bit hard to find a job or something. You need to learn UX UI. But once you learn UX UI, what's the next, right? Next, yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's interesting because the stuff we're talking about currently, in a way, kind of solves some of these problems, and, and that is by using AR, like especially if we have the glasses.、Hmm. Um, there's a term called instant expert. Oh、so、yes. What it means is that、yes. you know I could theoretically know nothing about the subject. I could put on AR glasses, go in front of it, and have the technology show me how to do a procedure. So, thirty years of knowledge could be kind of transplanted. Yeah, yeah. To say, hey, yeah, you do this, you move this up, you turn that, then this way, and then you're finished. And I didn't have to learn that; that was just shown to me. So, I, I think as technology rolls along, you know, these types of applications、yeah. give people the knowledge that they didn't necessarily have to know in the first place. You know, you can、yeah. take somebody with very little 
knowledge of a subject and turn them into an expert just by using you know these types of technologies. So, yes. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, even as a developer, there, there's quite a few things I run across that I have no clue like how to solve that problem. So I end up doing research, mm. and of course, I go to Google, mm. you know, all these different locations that that give me the answer. Mm. And the, the key is the faster I can get the information, the faster I can finish the project. Yeah. Um, and and that's just basically what what's happening there. So. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's definitely, you know, the future is going to be pretty interesting here. So. Yeah, right. Totally. I, I think, yeah. So right now I'm still thinking about, yeah, like before, you know, you learn one skills, you graduate from your college and you got a job for 20 years and you retire, right? But right now it seems like, yeah, last year I got a lot of students who kind of, you know, got fired, um, uh, and then from different areas, and they all jump into UX UI. Why? Because UX UI seems, you know, like every company needs to do, uh, you know, needs a website because of lockdown, right? And then needs an app. So it seems like UX UI didn't really get effect. So yeah, and some designers even get more projects or jobs. So everyone jumped into UX UI. So um, a lot of students asked me about the, you know, like the job position. I told them that, okay, so junior UX UI is a battlefield. Every, since everyone just jump in, so it's really competitive. But if you go on top, like director position, it's not that hard. But this junior is extremely competitive. So they were asking me, like, how can they become different? And I told them that maybe learn some XR learn some, you know, learn some AR, VR, and later on you can transform yourself into a more different designer. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just still thinking about what, what's the next. Well, that, that's, yeah. uh, I guess that's the big question is where AI starts to take over certain jobs. And then mm -hmm. I guess the, the big thing to think about is it, it'll probably take over everything eventually, but which things will be last on the list to be taken over? So I, I believe creativity you know, is probably the last thing that AI is going to affect oh. mm. uh, because it's just so unique, right? Mm, yeah, uh, creativity. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because you know today there's there's many samples out there of AI actually creating code. So code <laughs> AI creating code. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's there's, there's, there's uh, you know basically tell it what you want it to do and it, it builds it for you. Uh, there's AI creating music, you know, doing all kinds of things. Why should we have a human, right? Like, what can human do differently from AI? And AI, AI is so smart. So, so yeah, I mean, that's my, my point. Um, and, and I have an 11-year-old son. I'm huh. constantly thinking, what are you going to do in the future? Like, he, yeah. he has different topics he's interested in, but, like, is that, you know, there's going to be self-driving trucks, self-driving cars. Yeah, right. Know, all these different things that currently are being done today. Like, for example, um, mm. even being a doctor. Yeah, right. A lot of these technologies, AI technologies, they're being used as kind of a resource. To yeah, analyze. Yeah. I can imagine the day when you just go in, they scan your body, they, and the, the computer just says, here. Yeah. Yeah, then I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I still don't know what I can do. And I'm glad that I, you know, like, I'm not so young. So, you know, like my future is uncertain. It seems like I am past my middle age. Yeah, and I still 
feel like oh something I still can handle, but I don't know about the next generation, the kids. What's their future? Maybe they will, you know, work with their robot、uh, coworkers, right? And <laughs> all the roles will be different from now. Think,、uh, yeah, we definitely have a, a little ways to go, but yeah, I mean, it, it, eventually that stuff just happens. It, it makes sense that it would. Wow.、Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it does make it kind of.、Um, Make you think about what the future might be. Like, like for example, when I was a kid,、um, I won't give my age away, but when I was a kid,、um, I, there was really not such a thing as computer special effects, which I love, like doing you know different、yeah. types of movie effects on the computer.、Hmm. That didn't exist when I was a kid, so it was hard for me to think about like, well, I want to do that when I grow up.、Hmm. But it, it evolved over time,、hmm. and、uh, so this is the same thing. I think a lot of these things will get eliminated. And maybe there's just different opportunities that we're not aware of right now, possibly.、Mm. But yeah, it's a whole another topic, right? Yeah, right, right. Because you know, I was trying to. Because I read a book called、uh, "Blue Ocean Strategy." So I always tell myself that I have to do a little, like even though it's one track, but I still need to do something a little bit different so I can, you know, be different from. Um, other product or you know other stuff. I, I I want to have something that is a little different, even though the track is the same. So yeah, so yeah, still thinking about how can I do something. But because you know AI can do so much, so powerful. AI can even you know compose music or you know do some paintings, right? So it's very interesting to see what our generation look like. Or you know maybe just like Elon Musk say that they have to put some you know, chips inside the brain or something, right? So they can be you know not only have the human emotion, but they their brain or their thoughts or their memory can compete with the computer, so they can still make the AI under control. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's a. It's just it's interesting to watch, but. You know the the thing is that it's just funny if you're really paying attention to technology,、mm. this stuff is happening. It happens slowly but quickly. Yeah.、So、just over time, like you start to see this stuff become more and more, you know, used in everyday life. Yeah. And you know, with with before you know it, all of a sudden it's just you know, regular stuff that we do. So. Yeah.、Um, so yeah, I know it's. Yeah, you know, right now I'm learning CHI, and I read a book that my teacher, developer teacher, told me to read. It's, uh, you know, like at the beginning it was more like, oh, uh, the everything begins with you know computer invention and the mouse, because once you invent a computer, you need a cursor, right? So mouse is the most important thing invented. Uh, a, a, among the history is kind of the starting point of the computer-human interaction history is the mouse invention, and then right now you see computer just invented. I would say like forty years ago, right, or some somewhere there, and then mouse just invented probably twenty ten ten or twenty years later of the computer invention. And later on, you see phone. Phone invented, I would say, probably, like,、uh, when I was in college, right? So you see, like, it's like I would say, ten, fifteen years, and you see phone becomes dominant. Yeah. Yeah, because even AI. I mean, it's been around for a while, but the way that we know it, it's not been that many years that you know that this stuff has all kind of happened. So. 
Um, so yeah, it, it'll happen pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to AR, VR, and yeah, AI combined together and IoT. Yeah, those stuff will definitely make our life different and more convenient. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Ellen, for joining me today. And then, yeah, thank you, everyone. And then I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.